Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday for church. We are excited. We are in a series called Go Low, talking about the power of humility versus the power of pride. And uh, I want to encourage you to apply these messages to the best of your ability, to start going low and become more humble like our King Jesus truly was. Thank you to every person that partners with us financially and gives to our church. If you'd like to start giving, you can go to our website or text Zoe to 77977 and we'll send you a link and uh, you can begin your worship journey through giving right there. But let's jump in to Matthew chapter 6 in a message we have titled, Stop Winning the Battle and Start Winning the War. Let's jump in. We started last Sunday a brand new series called Go Low. And we're talking about the power of pride versus humility. This is like the Lakers versus the, I won't even say it in church. I won't even say it in the house of God. But we're talking about these, these two wars, these two realities. I don't know if you grew up watching cartoons, but remember the angel would be on one shoulder, the devil on one shoulder. This is every time I come to any sort of ice cream, the angel and the devil are talking to me. This is our spirit versus our flesh. This is our pride versus our humility. Now, I want to encourage you to go low in your life, to not be proud, boastful, arrogant. The Bible says haughty in spirit. But our model, our hero, his name is Jesus. And nobody went lower than Jesus. So the person that we worship and want to truly become like, he, he had no ego. Amigo. He had no pride. He had no desire to have. In fact, he deflected all the glory to himself and gave all the glory to his father. And that is how you have been created to live. You have been not created to live a proud life. You've been created by God to walk low and humbly before the Lord. God says in his word, I am opposed to proud people, but I will give my grace to humble people. And the longer I live life, the more I recognize I don't want God's grace. I need God's grace. And God says, if you want my grace, you must walk, you must go low. It's kind of like, what's that bar? And then you go to the parties and you're trying to, what's that, what's that thing called? Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Just, I guess you can tell by my lack of flexibility. I'm not, I'm, I can't go low. But, but in life, you got to go low. In li life, will serve you a big old slice of humble pie. I, know, I don't know if you like, you know, pumpkin or you like apple or you like some sort of, but I'd tell you, in life, you're going to have to, you might as well just put some ice cream on that thing because life will serve you humble pot. In other words, if you don't choose humility, God will bring you humility. He says those that exalt themselves will be humbled. Those that humble themselves, God says, will be exalted. I want to preach a message today, write down the title. Pride will let you win the battle, but lose the war. 
And I want to convince you to stop winning these little battles in your life. Stop winning these little bickering and fights. It means nothing in the big picture of life. You might be winning the battle, but I'm telling you, when you walk in pride, you're losing the war. God hasn't fashioned you and formed you to win these little, little fights in your marriage, little fights with your friends, little fights in life. No, he's actually called you to win the war. What the enemy's fighting for is not the little battles of your life. He, he's in a war for your soul. What God is fighting for, the angel, what, what the spirit is fighting for you is the war of your legacy, the war of your name, the war of your future. Stop winning the battle. Church, I say today we start winning the war. Amen to that? Look here in Matthew 6, watch what Jesus says. He says, when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I'm sure, these play actors. I call them treating prayer meetings and street corners alike as a stage. Acting compassionate as long as someone is watching. Playing to the crowds. They get applause, true, but that's all they get. They won the battle, but not the war. When you help someone out, don't think about what it looks like. Just do it quietly and unobtrusively. That is the way of your God who conceived you in love, working behind the scenes, and it will help you out. God is saying the way of Jesus, the way of humility is not to be an actor. It's not to win these little battles. No, the way of Jesus is to go low. The way of Jesus is not to do something and say to your friend, hey, film this real fast because I got to post it on my story. Not my reel, but my story. I, I, I want to I let everybody know because if I don't post it, it didn't happen. What God is saying is, listen, it doesn't matter who sees you on social media. The Father in heaven sees. And what God sees, God will reward. So it doesn't matter if your parents, your friends, your cousin, or your co-workers see stuff. It only matters if God sees stuff. Humility says it doesn't matter what man thinks. It only matters what God thinks. The spirit of pride lives for man's praise. But the spirit of humility craves God's applause. We don't live for the audience of thousands. We worship the audience of one. I want to just remind you, I put up on the screen last week, but I want to remind you the difference between pride and humility. Pride is a sinful, arrogant, haughty, self-reliant attitude or spirit that causes a person to have an inflated or puffed up view of themselves. Those who are proud think of themselves as better than others and look down on others with contempt. I gotta admit, when I finished the marathon last year, I had a pride spirit. Ah, look at what I've accomplished. Humility is seeing ourselves as we truly are, fallen in sin and helpless without God. Humility is often characterized as genuine gratitude, a lack of arrogance, and a modest view of oneself. A modest view. Modesty is not just clothing. Modesty is the way that you view yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm not important. I'm not a big deal. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a nothing. I, I, I recognize God has gifted me. God has called me. God has given me talents. God has given me intellect. God has given me charm and charisma. God has gifted me clearly, but I recognize I am nothing without God. 
Humility has an accurate view with sobriety, thinks of themselves in the way that God sees them. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less about yourself. See, the prideful person is obsessed. It's all I think about is me. What's good for me? How am I viewed? How am I seen? How do I come across? How am I perceived? How am I respected? Pride obsesses of self. Humility obsesses about others. How do I serve? How do I love? How do I give? How do I add? How do I encourage? How do I comfort? We got to get out of pride. I'm going to give you five things that pride tries to do in our life. Write down number one today. Pride wants to be like a God. Pride desires, it's like it scales itself to be like, you know what? I'm trying to be like God in my life. I want to call the shots. I want to make the deals. I want to be the one that's in charge. I want to do, I want to pay for everything. I want to be, it's not that I think that I can be God, but I want to be like a God. Humility says, I don't want to be like a God. I want to become like Jesus. This was the the fall of the devil. He was in heaven as a worshiper, but he got proud in his spirit. Watch what Isaiah says. And God says to him, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mountain of assembly, on the utmost heights on Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself the most high. I will, I will, I'm going to, I am, I, it's, you know, like growing up, we played sports and they used to, they used to, um, they used to say, there's no I in team. And then one of my teammates said, yeah, but there's one in win. <laughs> and that, that, that prideful spirit wants to get you into becoming a me monster. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, a, I'm going to be, I can't be God, but I'm going to be like that calling the shots becoming the person in charge. I'm, no, I'm above reproach. I'm above this. I'm above that. I, 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 I. You know what humility says? Humility says, I don't want to be, I, I don't, God has got enough problems. I, I don't want those problems. I want to become a servant. I want to become a blessing. I want to become like Jesus. Jesus is the model and the standard. Not any pastor, not any parent, not anybody in my life, only Jesus. And so I want the spirit of Jesus to be operating in my life. The reason why we flick off the devil and say, I'm not eating that ice cream, okay? The reason why we say yes to the, to the, to the life-giving, spirit-giving promises of God is because if you become the God of your life, you're not smart enough to make all the decisions. You don't know what's best. God does. In fact, let me say it this way. You're not a good God. But you know who's really good at leading your life? The Holy Spirit. That's why we refuse to only call Jesus Savior. In addition, He is also our Lord. So he did not just save me. In addition to saving me, he is now my leader. And you know what? It's like we're playing, if you're a Jesus follower, you're like playing follow the leader. 
So I want to be like you. I'm following your example. You wash feet. How do I wash feet? You help the poor and needy. How, how do I help the poor and needy? You love the one that was in prison. How do I help the one that was in prison? You came close to the one that's a sinner. How do I come close to the one that's a sinner? I don't want to be like a God. I want to be like my God. And I want to become like the one that served, the one that loved, the one that gave. Help me to become more like Jesus. Write down number two. Here's what pride says. Pride would never rely on someone else. Pride hates to depend on others. In fact, pride doesn't even want to rely on God for righteousness. This is where self-righteousness starts to play out in our life. Self-righteousness is sneaky in religion. Self-righteousness will sneak into your life and you'll start to think that you're better than other Christians. Better than other believers. Jesus tells this story of this guy. He walks into church one Sunday and he starts looking around Zoe and he's like, oh God, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not like that family. Thank you, God, I'm not like those people. Thank you, God, I don't, oh, I am just in self-righteousness had crept into this person's life. See, the reality of becoming humble is to say, I don't have a righteousness of my own. I only have a righteousness that's found in Christ. The Bible says that your righteousness and my righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. Yesterday I was walking uh, in our laundry room and I looked down, there was this bowl. And in the bowl uh, washing was um, my son's little league uh, pants. They were white. Now they're all brown. Because my son, he, was, he could have clearly just ran to home plate and ran to the dugout. But he's nine. He's like pumped that he's crossing the home plate. So he like slid into home when, when he didn't have to. So now his pants are just completely dirty and they're being soaked. They're being washed. The Bible says your righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. You don't have a righteousness of your own. Our righteousness has been imputed by faith in Jesus. That's why the Bible says he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But you know what pride says? Pride's like, ah, uh, I'm good, man. I think I can follow the law. I think I, I, I can read enough scripture, I can pray hard enough, I can say no to temptation, I can be good, I can do good, I can not say bad words, and I can earn my righteousness. That's self-righteousness. That's trusting in your own morality. That's trusting in your own behavior. That's what the law says to do. Behave well and you'll be in good with God. The, the New Testament in grace says believe well and you are in good with God. Humility says, thank you, God, that you gave me your righteousness. Thank you, God, that I cannot. Trying to earn your righteousness. Have you ever been at a dinner and someone goes to pick up the check and you do like the fake pat? Like, oh, no, stop. <laughs> like, like, fam, you just patted four areas of your body acting like you don't know where your wallet is. You know well it's in the jacket. You know that. Oh, stop. No. And then have you ever been to dinner with somebody and they're like, oh, let us get the tip. Let us get the tip. Oh, you, if you get the check, I'll, let us get the tip. Who in the world is going like, yeah, you guys get the tip. I just, I'll pay the bill. <laughs> trying to earn your righteousness is God dying on the cross for your sins and you trying to say, let, let me work it out too. Let me earn some righteousness, God. Let me just cover what the cross and the blood could not cover. 
Humility says, you covered me with your blood. You covered me with the cross. You paid it all. I'm thankful today. I cannot earn it. I cannot deserve it. And humility says, go low. The work of a believer is receiving, not achieving. Proud people go, you know what? By religion, by church attendance, by my tithe records, by my giving and my prayer and my integrity, I will be calmer. No, you won't. You are a sinner saved by grace. And if it weren't for the cross, you and I wouldn't have a shot at righteousness. It takes a humble person to receive from God. I don't have peace without your peace. I don't have joy without your joy. I don't have righteousness without your righteousness. I don't have wisdom outside of your wisdom. I don't have freedom outside of your freedom. I don't have love outside of your love. Everything I have comes from your good hand. This is what humility says. Write down number three. Pride is so impressed with their own accomplishments. Pride is so impressed with themselves. Look at what I've built, huh? Look at what I've done. Twice in in the Bible, two kings were so impressed with themselves that God struck them. Two times in the scriptures, they're walking around with a proud spirit going like, I mean, come on, is it not pretty impressive what I've done, guys? It's like, you know, like someone touring their house or, or, or their, their business and walking around and instead of touring them around going like, dang, can you believe, like, I'm a nobody. I don't even, I'm not from the right family. Can you look, can you see how God used me to build this business? And can you believe that God chose little old me from this little old town, from this little old last name? And God let somebody like me, a ragamuffin, a misfit, a, 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 a nobody, that God used somebody like me? Pride walks around and goes, did I not kill it? Am I not amazing? Are you not impressed, huh? Are you not entertained? (laughs) King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel is walking around. He's like, come on, guys. Just post about it. Look at Daniel. Watch it says, Daniel 4. All of this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And he said, is this not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory for my majesty? You know what God did right after he said that? God struck him. His, gro- his hair grew out like feathers. His, his fingernail grew out like, like they were like claws. He went mad in his mind. He got driven to the wilderness like a beast. While he was a beast in the wilderness, he finally lifted his eyes and acknowledged, you are God, I am not. You know what he was doing in the wilderness? Hey, um, can I get some ice cream with my humble pie? And after a few scoops, he's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm nothing. You are big. I didn't build anything. You built it, didn't you? He says, then I, King Nebuchadnezzar, I lifted my eyes and I acknowledged you're the big deal. I'm not. And you know what happened? He was restored. His hair was restored. His mind was restored. His, his claws were restored. Can I, can I just, maybe, maybe the question to you today is maybe you need to be restored, but God can't do it because you're proud. Maybe that the things that you're facing in your wilderness are because you have a spirit of pride. And God is saying, some of the stuff you're facing is because I, I just, I need you to take a few more bites to go, do you realize that it's not about you and it's all about me? 
Watch in verse 47. Watch after King Nebuchadnezzar is restored. Watch what he says. This is those that have been humbled by God. This is what they always say. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride, he is able to what? Humble. He is strong enough to humble the proud. See, don't think that proud people are getting away with murder. Don't think that proud people are getting away with whatever they want. Because God has a propensity. God has a proclivity. God has a power and ability to humble those that exalt themselves. Nebuchadnezzar, now I praise you. Now I exalt you. See, if you go through some humbling circumstances in your family, you go through some humbling circumstances in your business, you go through some humbling circumstances in life, and you're going to stop praising you, you're going to start praising God. You're going to stop acknowledging your name. You're going to start acknowledging his name. And you're saying, what I've accomplished is nothing. This last week, I had the privilege of going to Montana uh, to see the Dutton family. I'm kidding. I didn't see that. Come on, it's a TV show. And so, um, but I was, I was in Montana this last week and I was preaching for Levi Lusco who was just here a couple weeks ago. And, um, and so we preached for like, we recorded a bunch of messages and the next day we got to go skiing in the morning. And we got to the top of the chair in Montana where he lives and we got to the top and I just looked around and I beheld God's creation and I just started to sing, how great is our God? And I can't sing. You'll hear it tonight. But I busted out the chorus. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great. I was just like, ah, accomplishments? Dear God, what you did in Montana is pretty impressive. I thought L.A. and Malibu was good. But dang. Let me go check out Wyoming and see more. <laughs> like, pride is like, am I not just like, it's, look at, look at this castle. And God's like, yeah, I, I, um, I've got the whole world in my hand. That's impressive. I'm the one that's like, okay, now stars. Now, okay, let's do a moon. Okay, let's do night and day. Let's do oceans now. Okay, let's do um, all the animals today. That's pretty impressive. You're not a big deal. I don't know how to say it to you any, uh, any other way. You're just not a big deal. Like, maybe a few people know your name. Maybe a few people are like, man, you got out of that situation. But don't toot your own horn. Let someone else praise you. Don't praise yourself. It's fine if someone's like, dang, King Nebuchadnezzar, Wow. What a great castle. Hey, thanks, man. All glory to God. But pride is like, man, I'm just, you know, you got to admit, like, from my background to what I did, it's crazy, right? <laughs> What's crazy is God's power being made perfect in someone as weak and puny as you. What's crazy is though that you are the chief of sinners, God's grace rests upon your life. What's crazy is you were an addict, but by the grace of God, he set you free. That's an accomplishment. We don't boast in your freedom. We boast in the one that brings freedom. We don't boast in what you've done. We boast in what God's done. Uh, why don't we just praise him right now and thank God. I don't boast in my own accomplishments.
You're the God of power. You're the God of might. You're the God of mystery. How do you do it, God? How do you come through every time? Just when I thought there's no chance, just when I thought there's no way, just when I thought, I don't know if it's going to happen this time, you always show up, God. Sorry, I just got excited about it. Write down number four, just a couple more. Pride craves to be seen as important. Pride has this ability that's like, oh man, I want to be so known. I want to be, I want to be so prominent. I need, you know, cultures like put some respect on my name. I want to be, I want to be seen as important. I can't be seen as low. I can't be seen as ordinary. I can't be seen, like I need to be somebody. I need to get VIP access. I need people to know I, I accomplished something. One of my favorite stories in the scriptures is, is just read along with me. Just watch this in Mark 10. It says, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, these are brothers, they came over and they spoke to him. And they're like, yo, teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor, man. What is your favor? What is your request? Oh, it's about Coachella. When you sit uh, at Coachella on your glorious throne, we want VIP. We want to sit in the places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. Now, this translates to Los Angeles because in L.A., it's like, I don't want to just go. I want VIP. I don't want to just be at the restaurant. I want to know the owner of the restaurant. So two of the disciples, there's 12, two of them are walking, and they snuggle up to Jesus, and they're like, dang, Jesus. How you been, though? Y'all, we just talk. me and James just talking. We're just like, all the other guys are cool, but, like, you know we're closer, right? You know, we're like way closer. And we're just thinking like, man, when we go back to heaven, it's going to be a fire party. Do you think um, when we get there, do you think like James on your left and John on your right? Or were you thinking like opposite, like John on the left and James? What are you, what are you feeling right there? And he's like, are you guys crazy? Do you guys not know what I'm about? You think it's about? Seats? You think it's about titles? You think it's about positions? Oh, guys, have you not listened to anything I've said? I'm about the humble. I'm about the one that goes low. It's not about being seen as important. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It'd be pretty cool though, right? What if, let's just play it out. What if Jesus was like, yeah, yo, I was thinking the same thing. I'm not really down with the other 10, but you guys are my guys. So I was thinking tonight, what if we do like Xbox? Let's just play like NBA 2K. What do you guys think? Let's do that. These guys would have been sitting on the right and the left, and they would have been like looking at everybody like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, knew it, nailed it. God, I think, has an ability, and Jesus, on this road, while they ask this, serves them up a piece of humble pie. Eat it up, boys. We're not about that life. We're not about being important. We're not about being prominent. We're about going low. We're about no ego, amigo. Watch what Jesus said, verse 42. So Jesus called them together, all 12 of them. He said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials, and they flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you will be different. Come on, Zoe, hear me. We're called to be different in L.A. We're not called to be about Zoe. We're called to be about the way. We're not called to be about us. We're called to be about them. It's not about what happens in these four walls. It's about what happens out in the city. It's not about, it's different among us. I hear him shouting at the west side location, saying amen right now. 
Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everybody else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the, this is the thing that pride says. Pride is on your shoulder saying, you need to look important. You need, you need people to respect you. You need people to value you and see you as somebody. People need to see your accomplishments. And the Spirit of God's going, go low. I can do all that for you. I can lift you up. I can make you great. I can. Do, you don't have to promote you. Let me promote you. You don't have to tell him what you did. Let me tell him what you did. Pride's like, no, don't you? You're gonna miss your chance. This is your chance to shine. I, I'd rather let God do my promoting than me do my promoting. Somebody say amen. Worship team, come up and join me. Here's the fifth and the final one today. Pride cannot be taught. Proverbs 26, verse 12. Proverbs 26, verse 12, it says, Do you see a person that is wise in their own eyes? There is more help for a fool than for them. What about Proverbs 21, verse 2? Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. What I love about this is that pride says, no, 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 no. Do you speak into my life? Do you speak into my future? Do you, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I don't need help in my marriage. I don't need help in my business. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a connect group leader. I don't need a friend. I don't need community. I'm good. Pride says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So in your own eyes, you're like, I'm killing it. Humility's like, okay, Lord, teach me and show me and guide me and correct me. Psalm 139, David's like, Lord, please, please, please search me and know me and try me and test me. And Lord, I'm just telling you, if there's anything in my suitcase that is offensive to you, take it out. Humility, to go low is to go, Lord, you, 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 there's nothing that's off limits. You can talk to me about my money. You can talk to me about my attitude. You can talk to me about my marriage. You can talk to me about my parenting. You can talk to me about my future. You can talk to me about my thinking. You can talk to me about my morals. You can talk to me about my sexuality. You can talk to me about anything. Pride's like, nope, I'm good. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. In the end, it leads to death. How many people do you know that went off and did their own thing? I'm above, I'm above advice. I'm above wisdom. I'm above counsel. I'm above anybody speaking into this. And they destroyed their life. It's the spirit of pride. And by the way, the enemy of your life's like, come on, no, no, you're good. Come this way, come this way. Just do you. You're, God. you're like a God. You look at, look, at, look at how important you are. Look at what you've accomplished. Look at, look, you don't need to rely on somebody else. Humility's like, oh, no, 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 no. We are not like a God. We want to be like this God. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not important. We came from dirt. We are a nobody trying to tell the world about a somebody. Humility's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't have any accomplishments that are worth trophies, but the real accomplishment is what was done for me on the cross. I have this friend years ago, he was like a big me monster. 
like a real prideful guy. And um, this pastor, his pastor, was trying to help his marriage because he was about to destroy it. He's treating his wife poor. He's just thinking like he's a god. Pastor went over to the house and sat down with this couple. And as the pastor's sitting down, he's just looking around. There's trophies of this guy everywhere. Press clippings, newspaper articles. Pastor really quickly was like, oh, I see what's wrong here. He said to the young man, I want you to take all your trophies down, all your newspaper clippings down. I want you to put them in a trash bag and put them in the garage and they're done. You know what he was saying? Pride is destroying your marriage. You're winning the battle. You're losing the war, man. You're losing the war. Humility's like, I don't want to lose the war. I don't want to lose the big thing, the, the legacy, the future. I don't want to lose what's at stake. You got so much at stake. Hear me, loved one. Hear me, friend, today. God has a plan for your life, but you never walk in it if you got pride. You never, you never fulfill the call of God on your life if you got a spirit that's haughty. Because the Bible says when pride comes, destruction's following. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the hourglass to be turned over for my destruction. I want the hourglass to be turned over for my legacy. They say, I went low. I chose humility. I ate two doses of humble pie because I said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Come on, stand to your feet, Jesus. We thank you today.